I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon Inverclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be your host as always. Tonight we're here to talk about a wee bit of football but even more travelling because this time next week 90% of this podcast will be sunburned and we'll be delighted for it. Joining me to look ahead to, I think it's T-minus six nights, six sleeps to Seville, that's presumable sleep. First of all, Craig Campbell. Craig, how are you? I'm not bad, Colin. Um... I am just barely holding it together. Um, honestly, I've, I've managed to peel myself away from follow fourth ball. Um, literally spending all day, every day, um, just checking threads. And um, I absolutely buzzing um, for, for getting a wee man. But I can't wait. No, um, I, I think I find that bittersweet feeling that you've just described there sums up basically every Rangers fan should say excitement, but it's a bit too much excitement that you're driving yourself mental right now and you need, I don't know, we either need something to take us away for thinking about it for six days or just get a fucking time machine. Do you know, I can actually guarantee something. Um, see if you were to ask me the same question about a week and a half's time, um, I'll not be wanting to speak about football for a good few months. Uh, I can tell that I'm going to be absolutely scarred with football after this. Because um, once I crash, I crash. Um, bye. Riding high on the crest of the wave just now, buddy. Aye, that's why you're, you're wearing all white tonight. That's getting ready for fucking Wimbledon, obviously, for the summer sports. Also joining us, Davey Park. Davey, how are you, my man? I'm smashing, Colin. Smashing. And uh, 
obviously Ibrox last night eh, completing the full set of home fixtures for only the second time, which was eh, I had to go, but last night was good just in, in that it's just giving us clues as to what what's leading up to eh, the big prize, which is next Wednesday. Only four sleeps till I eh, head to the airport, which is a eh, and then it will be then it will be game on. That's when the excitement will really start. But it's 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 kind of from what I remember of Manchester in the build up. Eh, so just praying to God, all things holy, things fall our way. The game on Saturday goes okay. Just ticking them off as it comes. Just super excited. So before we talk about the football, let's just let's just delve right into the Seville plans. Um, I want to I want to get. I want to get uh, your, both your takes on how you are getting there, what your plans are for over there. And it's grunting for punishment. As I was saying off air, I had my flights booked from Manchester to Valencia. Had it booked last Friday via, um, I don't know if MD important listens to this pod. Fuck it, lastminute.com, you bastards. And uh, so I booked them through... Uh, booked the flights through lastminute.com on the Friday. By the Monday, they had refunded the booking cancelled it and said you can now book this for £500 more so right now I'm scrambling for plans but punish me Davey how are you getting there talk us through your plans uh, well I'm going to drive East Bright, pick up a couple of guys on Monday morning we're, we're crack of the well not quite the crack of dawn 8 o'clock kick off for us it's a drive to Manchester and straight onto the flight just dump, the, dump my car at the hotel we'll be staying at when we get back over to Alicante. We'll be in Alicante for one night and then I'll pick up the hire car at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning and then it's a six-hour drive over to Seville where we've got a two-bedroom apartment with patio and courtyards and so we'll be getting ourselves set up there. So there'll be a three-day fiesta. Well, there'll be a two-day fiesta. It'll be a three-day fiesta if the result goes our way. Uh, and then it will be a drive back to Alicante on Thursday and the flight Thursday night gets us back. We're in an overnight stay in Manchester, drive back to here Friday morning. So the hotels are booked, the flights are paid for, booked. It's just a, we've got three tickets between five of us. There'll be seven of us all told going into the, the apartment, but uh, the guys I'm travelling with, we've got three, be, three between five. So uh, here's hoping. I just need to uh, make sure that I've, I take, I don't know, a, a loaded stack deck of cards, you know, find a way a two-headed coin, I'll be looking at exploring all options to make sure that that vote goes my way, so uh, by hook or by crook, it is, we'll get there, so I'll be at that stadium one way or another, so Born and bred in the East End, I fancy your chances of getting a ticket, you know, three out of five I'm going to put my money on you, Davey the Easter House boy will be bursting out of me when I get within a hundred yards of that stadium. I'll be on the wall or whatever, you know. Done that before, you know. So we'll find a way. Mug some Spaniard, some unsuspecting Spaniard, but I'll be sporting a moustache. <laughs> David. Uh, <laughs> arriba, arriba. Craig, what's your plans for next week, man, mate? Um, so um, I I'm setting off for Leeds probably about one o'clock on Monday. Um, drive down, park the car um, I've got a, a flight at 8 o'clock um, into Malaga <clears throat> going to get a wee taxi ride into Benal Medina um, I would love to say that I'm staying in a five star hotel um, but I am most definitely not um, I actually originally had booked uh, an apartment similar to Davy in um, Seville but as it came closer um, it, was a, it was like a four bedded apartment and it was, it was like two grand um, and I started panicking that, stupidly thinking that I might not get the, the rooms covered um, now I'm above the, the firm belief that I would have probably been able to probably pay for my trip plus paid for £3,000 tickets um, if I kept that room but hey ho um, so I'm now staying in Benal Medina in a, in a lovely apartment block um, which uh, I booked and then checked TripAdvisor um, so for anyone listening, um, I would firmly advise on um, checking TripAdvisor before you book. Um, I'm, uh, I'm actually questioning whether I should take my own duvet or not um, after seeing the pictures. So I am um, going with the, my, my son and 
I'm going to spend the Tuesday on the beach and setting off up to the, the square for a, a wee bash. I, I don't know what they call the things, but a bash, um, a wee party at night and um, get ready for the game, which um, I have managed to get a, a bus, which I think, like I said the other night, I think a few people are going to struggle to get buses and taxis and stuff like that. But um, I managed to get a bus that's going to take it into Seville for about 12 o'clock. And I'm going to be parking my backside at the front of whatever fan zone uh, Mr Robertson's going to get set up. Um, but I, um, and you were saying about Manchester, and <clears throat> kind of looking back at Manchester, Davy, and um, I was 18 at that point. And for anyone that doesn't know me, I'm, I'm actually in recovery. I don't drink anymore. Um, back in Manchester, I certainly was. Um, so back then it was it was just a mad haze. Um, and in parallel on that with taking my son, I'm just absolutely buzzing. Um, I the thought that I've I'm getting the opportunity to take my 11 year old boy um, to to something like this is just what dreams are made of, man. And and how's he feeling? Because I. I was 14 in Manchester um, and I only found out that a few days before that my dad was taking me down and honestly I've, I was high as a kite for days, like if I'm excited about this, even though I, I, I don't know if I'm definitely going to Seville yet or not, I'm still excited, but that's just a different level. How's the wee man feeling, Craig? Firstly, I can't believe that you're four years younger than me. Uh, I know, I look like shit. I'm only my young cod. Basically, just to give you a kind of wee idea, right? I um, I booked a, a ten pound flight from Leeds to Malaga um, back in January, and uh, didn't book a flight home, and just recently moved into a new house, um, separated for the wee man's um, mum last year, but was still very very close. Um, she's of the other persuasion in Glasgow, <coughs> and. Um, the wee man turned to me at half time and says, right, we're booking the flights home, Dad. And that was, I was hoping that he was going to ask me forward down the line. He asked me half time on Thursday and, and I turned to him and I says, I don't know if we're going to manage it, wee man. Because um, I was supposed to be starting a new job this Monday as well. And uh, see the, the face. Um, my wee boy's one of the kind of wee boys that will, um, like he, he doesn't want to hurt your feelings and stuff, even at 11 year old, he's always very conscious of that stuff, but um, I can tell it absolutely broke him. Um, fast forward the tape, and his mum actually offered to help. Um, so there is good sides of the people over the other side of Glasgow. Um, but I, he's, um, he's on cloud nine, honestly, he's on cloud nine. And, um, the bastards can store that keep putting out the things, uh, apps and training tops and all that stuff, man. He's sending me WhatsApp after WhatsApp. Um, so I am going to need a bank loan after this, but hey-ho. No, I'm absolutely delighted for, for his both. Um, you, and your, you and the B-man and yourself as well, Davey. He's have got everything sorted. Um, Davey, the, Craig mentioned um, about Stuart Robertson there as well. So I don't know if everybody's seen Stuart Robertson's interview or the press conference today. So there's quite a bit of mixed reaction, especially the the comment about there's not going to be a beam back uh, uh, back to Ibrox and I don't know, I think it's very much wait and see what happens over the next few days but a few things I did take from it was um, it was asked about the, the, like the Spanish media the Spanish statements about Spanish police no urging or trying to urge fans who don't have a ticket not to travel. Stuart Robertson was asked about this and he said that's pretty standard for any any foreign police to say that. But what he did say was fans should go there in the numbers and whatever they do, whether they've got a ticket or not, they should just enjoy themselves. And I think um, so. Saturday right through to the following Saturday, Spain and Portugal should probably be littered with the feel-good factor. Yeah, I mean, even at the game last night, you can tell there is just a feel-good factor. It was, it was the same on Saturday. Everyone is just buzzing for this to, to come about. Finding our way, you know, you can hear the chat as you pass people in the street. It's Seville, 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 you know. It's so it's the consumed all of us. Uh, we're all going to get there, and, and, and I'm hoping that we'll just have a fantastic time, you know. If we can enjoy the game, we'll give our all and take what comes and uh, we can ask no more than that. But, you know, 
it's just been so long and you know, I've waited from 2008 for Rangers to get to European final. I may not see another one, so I, I know I'm just going to have a ball. We know no anger, you know, because if we uh, if it doesn't go our way, we just uh, we're hoping that all things holy that it does go our way. But you know, we take whatever it is just enjoy ourselves for Christ's sake. You know, it's uh, this is football. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's okay to enjoy yourself. So I'll be t- I'll be going in that frame of mind. You know, that was uh, this is. I'll never see the likes of it again, so uh, here we go. You mentioned the feel-good factor last night, and it's a bit bizarre because the last thing in my mind is the the game or the result, but we actually played really well, and it was a 4-1 victory, a really good display at home last game of the season, but I dare say Rangers, Rangers could have started 3-0 with under-12s, and I'd still be feeling the same, and most of the would have, but last night it was a nice send-off, um, for the last game of the season, obviously disappointing not to win the league, but we've got bigger fish to fry. So it's probably going to be some of the some of the players the last time we may well see them. I, I think it was a, a good night all in. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I I was uh, at the game last night. You know, obviously it was a change side, and I, I, all I saw that as is an exercise is to get kind of minutes and legs, try a couple of things. And find out who Gio will be. He probably has a fair idea, you know, probably nine of the 11 who he's going to start with. There's obviously fitness issues with Ramsey and Ruth and how the whole thing's going to be put together. But as I'm sure he's, uh, he's between the training ground and, and the games that we've got left. We're all concentrating. He'll be concentrating his fire on Wednesday night. This is just far too big an issue, you know, because if we uh, if we pick up this, this trophy, this will be um, our biggest achievement ever in, in 150 years and you know when you see when you do the tour and uh, the Founders Trail tour and when they actually discovered that Rangers were formed in 1872 and it, it came from a reference uh, which of some notes which were prepared by Wally Gibson who was, who was at Flesher so, so his uh, recollection of the first game against Calendar was that we played in late May 1872, which is how we, we discovered eventually, because we don't celebrated our centenary in the wrong year. But this will be the 18th of May, you know, 2022. So it's almost to the fucking day we'll be 150 years old, and for our to be this will be the best day after 100 best day yet after 150 years. I think you know maybe just the stars are aligning for us here. It's just it's coming together. There is there is a god. You know, this is one of these bittersweet, um, bittersweet feelings and conversations that we have where when, when you say that stuff and fate and talk about everything just feeling right, I get myself really worked up and I, you know, I almost convince myself we're going to do it. But then I get really annoyed for my, about, annoyed with myself, sorry, like, am I going to jinx it? I can't think like that, I can't be overconfident and it's just internal fucking turmoil. Um, but no, I... I can't help seeing that feeling. It's just it feels right. Um, Craig, just touching on the game last night. Um, I, I think it's. I think David makes a good point that Gio will definitely have who he wants to start next Wednesday. Um, I think last night and this Saturday coming, it's. I think it's just getting the balance of making sure players are rested, but also they've got minutes in their legs and no to stale for next week. I think that's why we've seen pretty much a. It was, it was pretty much a first team um, that were going to be starting next week, I think. Hi. Um, do you know, one of the disappointing things um, over the last couple of weeks is, is it's just the fact that the season's actually ending um, when it is. We seem to be really, really gathering momentum just now. And if it was only just a few weeks earlier, this season would have looked even better. Um do you know what I mean? It's like we're gathering momentum on the other side. Are, um, I mean, they, 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 they almost limped over the line there um, last night. And, um, do you know, Davey actually mentioned it the other night, and I, can, I, I was saying that these games are an inconvenience. See, now looking at it, we, we definitely need these games. Um, see, when Rangers do have breaks and we seem to kind of give the players time off and stuff like that, um, we've seen in the past that 
these players react better when it's sticking fast and it's constant and um, it's, it's amazing to see the likes of have stepping up and hitting another penalty. I, I mean, that guy, it wasn't that long ago that we were, we were calling for him to be removed as a penalty taker and, and now he must be, I, I don't know how many in a row he scored, but every time he steps up, you're like, we're scoring. Um, Aye, yep, amazing. This must be the longest period in the last five years where there's no been a fuck's sake to have muttered at Ibrox. Um, he's, I mean, I, I think like we all deserve to win the Europa League for what's happened the last 10 years. These players deserve it. If one guy deserves it, it's fucking him. Look at the shit he's went through. He started with us in the championship. Um, he came... He came up and he seen Barton after Barton uh, at Celtic and, you know, being labelled a serial loser at times. Even by the, even our own fans were saying he's never captain material. Um, he's he's not even a good enough right back. He can't defend. To have this turnaround over the last five, six years, I don't care what you say. That's, he's a Rangers captain regardless of what happens over the next seven days. Colin, honestly, I uh, I watched a video earlier on on it was basically like the journey to Seville, um, all the goals, and I didn't know, I didn't realise up until the day that he'd scored so many first goals. Like he was the first scorer um, in so many of the goal the games that we were playing, um, and I mean some a lot of Rangers supporters over the years will, will say because he's not vocal enough and he doesn't. Um, He's not, he's not a kind of wiring merchant. Um, and that, that's why I would have always, up until probably a month or two ago, um, I would have always looked at Ryan Jack as being the next captain of, of Rangers. And, and it was always because of that kind of, the, the, the solidness in midfield and um, every 50-50, you knew that Jack was going to be winning it. And um, see, if, see if you look at the progress that, that Tav has made. Um, I mean, that first... That first season in the championship, he, he was head and shoulders above everybody. He was he was a fantastic player. Um, maybe the first season, maybe first two seasons, particularly when <clears throat> we went to Parkhead, I uh, and maybe the kind of the games where he would be a wee bit more under pressure. <clears throat> I was always kind of a wee bit worried about Tav. Um, whether he would he would kind of maybe go quiet in games, and it was almost as if the 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 big games got to him a wee bit. That's the way that I perceived it anyway. And, and now to watch him kind of walking out there and it's, again, it's not a kind of swagger that he's got, but it's that confidence in himself. And, and it seems to be that he's got this confidence in his teammates as well. Um, it just, it, it, like you said there, I think there's never been any question on the way that he carries himself as a Rangers captain. Like every time you hear him speaking, every time he's representing the club, he is like... Um, He's, he's the way that you would expect like, the likes. I know that John Gregg is kind of taking him under his wing and, and he's that kind of person where it's like he, ta- he knows the responsibility that's on his shoulders. Um, I mean, if you look back, my favourite ever player growing up was Barry Ferguson, um, arguably the best player that I'd seen up until this era. Um, he was a Rangers captain. He led from the front. Did he represent Rangers properly off, off the park at times? Probably not. Um, whereas when you look at Tav it's like you look at him and I would dare say that 99.9% of the other the other half of Glasgow would respect the guy as well um, he, couldn't tell you the last time that <clears throat> something negative was put out about him um, it's normally only Rangers fans that are putting negative things about Tav Davey another couple of players I wanted to touch on um, for last night maybe even going in um one uh, I want to talk about quickly because I don't see him featuring next Wednesday. Alex Lowry um, signed a new contract the last couple of weeks. Um, delighted to see him start again last night. Craig mentioned Swagger there um, about James Tavenier. Alex Lowry has this, um, but it's he's not a young cocky guy. He's just he he's comfortable being on that park with these senior pros and. That's, that's what I want to see in a young player. And he's brought the talent back up. I thought he played really well last night. Yeah, he did. I think I thought Rangers collectively were very good in the first half, particularly uh, last night. Second half, you know, they came into it a wee bit more. That I think they decided that they were going to 
play the physical card, you know, which uh, so there was a few robust challenges. But certainly uh, Alex Lowry is not out of place in that team. You can see, you know, the wee ball roll that he does over his foot uh, in terms of in one touch. I think his default position is to go forward. You know, he's got a lovely wee turn in him, you know, when uh, and and he can he can do the slide rule passes, you know, there's uh, there's lots to like about this boy. Uh, it's it's just about game time. So I think next season will be a, a big year for Alex Lowry. You can see that there'll be changes in the summer, no doubt about that, and, and I'm sure Alex is uh, will feature prominently. You know, and then when he when he gets to you know ten games, fifteen games, twenty games, there'll be a reassessment. You know, has he delivered on that promise? Has he not? Is it, what do we need to work on? So it will be a continual process of refinement, as it is with uh, <clears throat> with any athletes. You know, adjusting your your game to uh, what you eventually find you when you're playing with the big boys. Is the, there's nowhere to hide in Ibrooks. And last night, <clears throat> I think it was the second half when he, there was a wee misplaced pass, and you can you can just tell from his body language he's, uh, he's super keen not to do that. He doesn't want you know he wants everything to be just so. But that's going to happen, and there's going to be the big you know oh no moments from the crowd. He just has to learn to cope with that, and it's not the end of the world when that happens. You know you just constantly improve. And, and you can look to no better example of that than James Tavernier, because you look how Tav has developed, you know, since his time, you know, because he's come up from uh, Wigan, you know, and, and having been round the houses down south, you know, in terms of the numbers of clubs he played for. But he obviously he's found a, a place at Ibrox, which is which is where he can flourish. And we just need to make sure that we get the environment for, for Alex Lowry and other youngsters to flourish. And sometimes the Rangers fans need to have a wee word with themselves about how we how we respond to these guys because they 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 hear it. You know, it's not like the they're tone deaf and they've got earmuffs on, so they will hear the crowd. But we 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 should be there to support the team. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone of the for fuck's sake to have moments. You know, so Christ, and I'm in good company up in the club deck. I can assure you. So, but the. I think we're in a good place, you know, with the numbers of youngsters that we, we, we do have coming through. You know, that's it's uh, really good. And Diallo, which uh, obviously he'll be heading back down south. You wonder what uh, the future holds for that boy, because that's two goals in two games. You can see he's clearly got, got a bit. But I think that the same process is going to be true for him, probably at another club, about getting getting in first-team games and uh, continuing to develop, to continuing to learn. Because Alex Lowry can have all the technical ability in the world, but if he can't play in front of 50,000 Ibrox, he's no fucking used to it. So that's what he's now going to learn. Greg, I'm a Diallo, like, and I, I want to caveat even before I say this statement because I don't want, like, the fucking maniacs and follow follow gunning for me when I say this. I think I'd sign him in another loan deal for next season, with the caveat being that we have a we have maybe two, well, at least one recognised right winger in front of him and Diallo as an option because I think there's definitely talent there and I think um, he's got a bit of a hard ride. He, he should never have been put in a parkhead and he's never really recovered for that. Um, and this season he's, never, he's not really going to get a real chance to recover for that but I think he's shown enough glimpses that he could be an option going forward. Yeah, I, I, do you know I'm, I would actually agree with you on that, Colin. Um, and I think Van Bronckhorst is is kind of kept the door open um, slightly ajar. I would say I wouldn't say that he's he said that he's definitely anything. Maybe he's definitely not said that he's going um, at the end of the season. You, you you hit the nail on the head there with the Parkhead um, statement there because it's like combine combine that that game with the. The price tag that he's been he's been labelled with is forty million, and he's coming for Manchester United. And to be fair, Rangers are guilty a wee bit of kind of building him up before he turned turned up at Ibrooks as well, where um, it was like the big signing, and then Aaron Ramsey. And I think the two of them were kind of set up for a bit of a fail because um, Diallo went into Parkhead, and players like Barisic, who we've spoke about. Um, he's, a, he's an internationalist he's one of the first in the team sheet for Croatia you look at Barisic at the start of that game and he was spooked um, and then I don't even Diallo must be about 20-21 um, 
and to expect him to, to come back from that, um, it's, it's a tall order. What I would say is that it seems to be that the players must have got round him or, or somebody's got round him and kind of had a wee, ear, had a wee um, word in his ear because the complaint, the, the biggest complaint about his performance at Parkhead wasn't so much his performance, it was the it was the tracking, it was the tackling. There was a couple of times where there, there was balls in the air. Ah, you're never going to win it. Like Kent, um, Kent's never going to win a, a header against like, uh, Arsfield, but do you know what I mean? He at least looks as if he's attempting. Aye, Kent challenges for every ball. To be fair, he's the weakest guy in the park. Aye, and uh, that's all we ask for is, is is at least challenge for it. Um, and it was times when he his fit that his two feet didn't even leave the ground, and you're going, pal, you're not even helping yourself here. Um, whereas now you're you're looking at him, he seems to have that wee bit of swagger that we're kind of talking about. We <clears throat> we. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's required at Rangers? Do you know what I mean? Flair players, they, they, they have to have that. Um, and Ibrox is, is one of the best places that, that footballers will ever get to play in. But it, it can also be one of the most challenging places for a footballer to play in, um, especially if they're wearing the blue jersey. Um, do you know what I mean? And I, I've been guilty of it. And, I, and sometimes I need to have a word with myself. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll be shouting at a player and um, it's not until I hear somebody else round about me shouting at that player and I'm going, ah, fuck's sake, mate, calm down. And <laughs> I need to realise I've actually been doing that for the last 10 minutes. Um, the boy looks as if he's definitely got um, something. Um, <laughs> seeing him in a, a Union Jack bucket hat the other day as well definitely gave him uh, big tick marks um, against his name for me. Um, do you know what I mean? Vladimir Vice came to mind when I seen the, the pictures of him. But um, aye, listen, see at the end of the day, see if we win uh, on Wednesday. The money's there, do you know what I mean? Give him a chance. And see what Davies said there as well. I mean, see if you put in the caveat, listen, give him, give him a six-month loan and see where we're at at the end of it. Um, and if, if he can't make it, then he can't make it. Um, and chances are if he doesn't do it next season at Rangers, he's probably not going to do it at any Premier League team um, down south. What I would say is, you know, about Diallo, see his appearance at Parkhead, the guy had been in the door for the matter of days. And no matter what team you play for, and at what level you play, is that there's there's got to be a connection with your teammates for you to be giving your co- all for the cause. You know, so he's, he was essentially playing with a bunch of strangers. They're, they they don't know him and he doesn't know them so and, and what's required you know so no doubt that in, in the months that have passed from that day to now you know the boys will be getting in his head you know it's about this is what we expect of you and here's what you're you're in part of this team so you'll have grown with it you can you can actually see from his his uh, connection with other players on the pitch that he is now much more familiar you saw it at the end of the Leipzig game you know when they were all going doing somersaults around the pitch that he's now connected to the, the other members of the squad, you know. So, which wasn't true when he when he hit the ground running in Parkhead or, or walking, as, as it turns out. But the, the, that's important. Times sometimes just takes care of it, but he has to be willing to learn, you know, and 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 learn from that experience, understand, you know, where we're coming up short, and, and do something about it. That's 
absolutely crucial. But I, I would not be adverse to giving the boy, you know, another six months and even another year because I think it would he would benefit from it, and I think our club would benefit from it as too. So, sticking with you, Davy, quickly on um, another player that, and the, the reason I'm asking about these players is because there's there's going to be a lot of focus on your big hitters next week: Gerald McGregor, Tavernier, John Lundstrom, who's the best on earth. I don't know if empty's heard. So I, I want to give the focus on the players who. Who, who we probably do still need to talk about, but we won't automatically think about. One being Scott Wright. And David, I'm going to ask you because we've spoken about him at length in this podcast, how frustrating he's been. Two months ago, if I told you, David, that Scott Wright's got a very, very good chance of starting in a European final, you would have fucking punched me through the screen. But here we are. Um, got his goal again last night. And kind of the opposite of what we are talking about with Diallo Parkhead, he puts the effort in, he'd, he'll try his darn hardest. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Clearly, you know, as, as, as we discussed about the same with, with Tavernier, same with Diallo, same with Scott Wright. If he is, uh, you know, turns up, do you know there was a couple of occasions on Saturday where he almost, and I, and I was like, maybe did I miss, you know, see that properly, when he was kind of, it was almost like the Michael Moles turn, you know, where he, where he, the ball comes to him and, and he changes his body weight from one side to the other and let the ball roll through. And he, he did it twice. And I was like, wow, this is a, this is a new Scott right? But you can see in the last few weeks and, and as the team, there's momentum. I think there's there's also a togetherness in the team. You know, from, from the Braga games, from the Leipzig games, you can see... And I'm, and I'm thinking that Gio's clearly bringing an influence to the, this squad, you know, because I've taken him some time from November to put his stamp on it. And you can see that there's, there is a togetherness in the team. And, you know, you're, we're all in this together, guys. And I think Scott Wright's responding to that. You know, he's seen as a valued member of the team, a valued member of the squad. And uh, it's, it's, it seems to just be a wee bit more confident because there's no doubt uh, he's got the ability. He's got... Spades, you know, he's surprising, and I've and I've actually written down the, the team, you know, kind of pencil down as to what, and I've got him down as a as a as a maybe for with maybe him or Kamara. So I'm I'm, under, I'm not sure. So as a, but Gio will know, but certainly even the fact that I'm I'm writing him now down as a starting a possible starting eleven for next Wednesday just tells you the shift where Scott Wright was to where Scott Wright is now. No doubt about it. Yeah, and there's been a few players since um, the turn of the year who've done a massive 180. John Lundstrom won. Um, Borna Barisic, he's went for the cream of the crop down to the depths of despair to back up top again. Um, and you know what? That's We talk about character all the time at Rangers. Craig, you mentioned that about the, this jersey is heavier than the, the strip of other clubs. And character's a big thing, like you're not always going to have it swimming and fair play, if you can pick yourself up and get back in favour, because we are a tough, tough crowd, then you know, that's sometimes that's um, the bigger battle than going on and displaying your talent um, Looking ahead to Saturday then Craig, um, I know nobody, nobody's really interested, but it's just a fucking minor inconvenience, but I'm in two minds that I don't know, like the players that didn't feature as much last night, well, t- to be fair, quite a lot of players featured, even players who maybe potentially be only an option used as a sub, like the Arfield, Balogun, stuff, they they all featured. Um, I think I think it will be a case of the Alice Lowry, Charlie McCann, Leon King, you know, all these John McLaughlin in goals are I think it'll be a full change and I can't see us risking anybody on Saturday. Nah, I think you're right. Um, I actually think that Hearts will probably do similar. Um, they, they, they seem to be, kind of, they've been resting players for the Scottish Cup final for weeks now, um, including the game at Parkhead. Um, I would go so far as to play <laughs> Andy Forth. <laughs> um, I, would, I would actually get wee Andy in. Um, I'll put him up top. But um, again, it's you're going to have players. By the way, I, I, I would not like to bet against Goldson playing. Um, Goldson seems to be one of the players that he is just playing no matter what, um, and he's just an absolute machine. Um, do you know, what? barring 
um, somebody absolutely clattered him. The, the big guy just seems to just be able to play. I mean, it's a phenomenal amount of games that Rangers have played this season. I think it's it's upwards of sixty games, um, and it's it's just it's actually incredible when you think about it. Um, just touching on what you were saying as well about um, the character. There's a character in this Rangers team which. Throughout following Rangers, I've, I've seen players um, that have had strong characters going for like the likes of Anna Russo's, Ferguson's, um, Ronald De Boer, who was the, the one that kind of strutted about. And um, there's always been a couple of characters within a Rangers team that I've grew up with, and um, maybe out with the, maybe the third division, apart from Big Jig. Um, but there was, there was always leaders in Rangers Football Club. Um, see, within the, the team just now, there seems to be it's just littered with, with strong characters and I mean you look back at the, the, the semi-final against Hibs and after it Goldson was getting absolutely slaughtered for the, the comments he was making about the lack of appetite and we all know about the, the contract situation with the big guy and um, the mistakes he's maybe made well not maybe he's made throughout the season and he's consistently now churning out performances he was doing last season. Um, Conor Goldson is an absolute colossus when it comes to um, churning out performances consistently. Um, every time he makes he makes a mistake, it's he's one of the ones where he does not hide. In this Rangers team, it's like Tav. Tav will make mistakes. He never ever hides. Um, and Scott Wright, which we've been talking about, like um, he has that about him as well, where I... Um, especially I think it was against Leipzig away where I was screaming for him to get pulled off at half time and, and I thought I, I don't want to see him <laughs> just jersey again after the performance and then he comes in at um, the home game against Leipzig and I think I, I'm certainly guilty of it looking at the time sheet and going God uh, Scott Wright and he had a hand in two of the goals um, and, and he's one of the players where he gets the ball and See, if, you know as soon as he touches the ball, if he, t- if he gets a good touch on the ball, he can make something magic happen. Um, there, there's a thing about Scott Wright that he's just fast. He's, a, he's got a bit of talent as well. He's got a bit of magic in him. Um, and it's one of the ones where it's unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do. Um, he could go in and beat two players or he could pass the ball right out of the park. <laughs> I, think, um, I think you're right there about the uh, if he's involved in a move it has to start well because as soon as as soon as he does get a bad touch it's what Davey says it's just that lack of confidence I think um, I think it was you David that said that a few weeks ago if we could if we could put Scott Arfield swagger in Scott right we've got a, we've got a player who won't be playing for Rangers basically but that's kind of what we need um, yeah. but Colin, just on, on Connor Goldson though I, I think uh, Big Connor's been an absolute giant the last few months, you know, and, and we've got a team which has now got momentum. But I think the role that he plays within that team, Connor, he's obviously very vocal. And he's he's not a twenty million pound player, but he he will be a several million pound player. But the, the influence that he has and the influence that he has with others within that team, and I'm thinking Bassey, Barisic, and I think even him and Tav, you know, but the 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 influence of and you know in the and geeing people on, letting them know that this tears your responsibilities we're in this collectively is absolutely crucial. Quite a part, you know, he's, he can ping the, the 60 yarders uh, quite well as well, but and he's obviously a big, strong boy, but I think his vocal influence within the team is absolutely crucial. And you can see between, you know, Gio's influence on the team and Big Connor, there's Tavernier, who's not quite the screamer, which Connor is, but uh, he he lets the others know as well, you know, just in a different way. But that you can see that that, that the character within the characters within the team all add up, you know. So it is, it's the synergy thing, you know. We're greater than the sum of our parts, you know, in that team. So a lot of you know good players are making a really really good team, and uh, I think Big Connor plays a vital role in all that. We will miss Connor Goldson if he goes. So I was going to ask you both about that. Um, I think uh, so. Connor Goldson will usually clap all four stands at Ibrox, but it was um, he spent a wee bit more time looking at each terrace than he usually does. Um, it did look the mark of last game at Ibrox kind of thing, but 
I don't know. That's um, again. I don't want to tempt tempt fate, but will the lure of Champions League football keep them there for another another season potentially? What's your thoughts? He's hoping so. He's hoping so. He had the wee uh, reflective moment when he was on the pitch at Hamden, you know, in the semi final when he was kind of at the corner between uh, the West Stand and the, the the North Stand, and he was, you know, just having a wee look, having his wee quiet moment, as as if he could do such a thing within Hamden as as the crowd going berserk in front of him. So uh, maybe that's just Connor's way of coping with things. I'm hoping that uh, that a deal could still be done. He may have already made up his mind, in, in which case, you know, that will be his last game at Ibrox. Uh, and so, sorry to see the big man go, to be honest, because I think the last wee while, I think he's been good since he's been here. And it's the number of games that he plays, and I think Gerard commented on that, that he just does not want to be on the, the sideline. He wants to play every single game. So characters like that, you, they, they, it's more than you know what they contribute on the ball. It's what they contribute within the team, and I think Big Connor will be, for me anyway. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but for me anyway, he will be sorely missed. I think um, also, see, even when you look back at um, European games pre-COVID, and then after COVID, the the old firm games and stuff. He seems to react the same way after games. Like, I think people kind of buy into this. Kind of, he has stood in front of stands and watched as the the fans are, are celebrating and stuff. It, it isn't something new that he's he's kind of doing there. Um, I there's been a lot made about him spending a long a longer time um, this week with with kind of taking in the fans and stuff. But do you know something that I, I that I keep thinking of? What player do you know with that quality that is in a European final and he's literally going to be a Bosman in, what, two months' time and there is no teams that are linked in any of the, the tabloids with him? It, it's it's quite bizarre, that. If if he isn't going to be staying with Rangers, then why has somebody not got him in a pre-contract? Why is there no anything coming out about talks? I, 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 I genuinely do think that we're going to be in for a, a pleasant surprise with, with Conor Goldson. Um, I, I turned around to the guy behind me in the, the Europa League game and at half time and we were talking about Conor Goldson and it's like where do you go after Rangers after a, a semi-final with Ibrox like that um, I mean the amount of players that have left Rangers and they've, uh, you could you could go through the cards with players that have said I, I came too late and I left too early and um, they didn't get to experience Ibrox the way that Conor Goldson's got to experience it. Um, Conor Goldson experienced 55 with zero fans in the, the stadium, but certainly a hell of a lot of fans outside the stadium. Um, I just I just think, see, once it does settles, it's really, where, where are you going to go after that? I you could maybe make another 20,000, 30,000 a week. Um, I just pray to God that Rangers can, can come up with a wee bit more cash for the guy if that's what the problem is. Um, I think getting us to a European final, hopefully um, winning it, I think merits us looking at the, the wage structure a wee bit more and going, right, OK, um, there's a wee bit more money in the bank, let's, let's, let's go for it and keep the guy. Aye, well, with the amount of money that's came out of your bank account for Rangers there the last month with the cup finals, the season tickets and fucking my jails, then the money should be gone somewhere. Um, so... Stuart Robertson, I get get on the phone to the accountants. I'm sure we can strike a deal. So, last point I'm going to cover. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to run through the. Usually, when I'm I'm on the on the host, I'll try and get everybody's predictions for Saturday on the in terms of the the team the team sheet who will start. Not a fucking hope in hell, man. Because as you say, it could be anything between Andy Fafty, Broxy Bell, um, and goals. We don't know. But the last player I want to speak about is Kmar Roof. So, Davey, um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said that he's he's going to be it's, it's going to be a last-minute decision whether he's fit for the final or not. Um, they're hoping that he'll progress well. Um, I'm in, I'm in kind of to remind her. I don't want to put all the eggs in the Kmart roof basket because this team has shown that we can we can play without a striker and win. We can beat good teams. But at the same time, it's, I'd rather have them than no because we need our best players as much as possible for next week. 
Uh, I don't know whether this is going to be controversial or not, but uh, see, without having played in the last three weeks, uh, I mean, if, if I think it's going to be telling that whether Roof is on the pitch at Tynecastle on Saturday or no. See, if he's not, I doubt that he will he will be on the, the first 11 anyway on Wednesday night. I think the as you've said, you know, we've we've coped quite well without you know uh, Morelos or Roof, you know, in an out and out number nine, you know. So I I don't think even if Roof was fit, whether Gio would be playing him from the from the start or not, because I I don't I honestly don't think we need it because I think we've got a we've we've found a system, you know, we've been actually we never found it. It was it was forced upon us probably the system that we're, we've now developed. So. Uh, I think that we, it will be something akin to what we've been seeing in, you know, in Leipzig. Uh, when we don't, we, Joe Aribo is going to obviously feature prominently here, uh, but we go without. It's the false nine thing, isn't it? But, but the, we, we don't require Kemar Roof. To be honest, if he's if he's not fit and he's not got minutes in his legs, <clears throat> I wouldn't be putting him in the start eleven. Craig, um, David, does I think it is a really valid point. More so if you look at the history of Kemar Roof. He's, he's been injured time and time again at Rangers and we always do appreciate what he brings but every time he comes back from an injury it takes him two or three games in a row to really get up to speed. I think it's a fair point and it might be an option from the bench if we need it. That's if he is fit. He totally stole my thunder with that Colin, totally. Um, uh, Kemar Roof is one of the players that you, you're choking from to get back and then if he, when he comes back and, and um, like see, see if you look at Alfredo Morelos when he if he's generally in the past if he's been out it's been suspensions um, but when he's brought back in he hits the ground running um, normally scores he's normally headlines right away um, Kamar Roof on the other hand um, hopefully I'm wrong with this um, but just to kind of back up what you're saying it seems to be a bit of a damn squib when he comes back Um on the flip side of that, I would say that he's um, a really, really useful um, substitute. When see when he's coming back, I mean the amount of goals that he scored um, at the tail end of games when he's just coming back from injury, that's maybe something that we can look at. Um, but I, I think Davy's one hundred percent right. I think he definitely needs to have minutes in his legs at some point on Saturday. Um, if we don't see him on the on the bench, um, he's not going to be playing on Wednesday at all. Um, but He's a, he's a cheeky chap putting that on his Instagram tonight with the uh, exciting times ahead he's put. Um, I don't know if that's him just kind of trying to stir people up or what, but... Uh, Maybe he's got a ticket for the game. <laughs> <laughs> At least he has. <laughs> well, do you remember that when he was injured earlier this season and when he came back in, you know, there was a... He hadn't scored in the first couple of games, question marks were beginning to ask, you know, what we're getting from Kemar Roof. Then he popped in the hat-trick against St Martin. You know, and, and the real Kemar Roof's back, and it was uh, it was lollipops and sunshine after that. So, but there was the first couple of games where you know we're saying, well, what are we getting from Kemar Roof? So the danger is that we it goes in on Wednesday, and, and we get the Kemar coming back from injury performance, which we we just can't afford to do. We have to go with the tried and trusted, and the, the tried and trusted at the moment has has been has taken us through Braga and it's taken us through Leipzig. So I, I, for me anyway, I know Gio gets paid the big bucks for all of this, but I would be reluctant to change it. I, I think, see if you could guarantee 100% the Kemar Roof that played against Celtic at the end of the season, last season, the Kemar Roof that played against Braga, the Kemar Roof that played against Motherwell last season, um, 100% get him in there. Um, he's, he's, when he's on his game, it's almost as if you're like, he's definitely going to score. You know he's going to score. Um, I mean, Braga at home, like the, he, the the goal's chopped off, but he still kind of went, he's on it tonight. He is 100% on it. On the flip side, um, if he's not on it, then he seems to be a man done. That's my concern. I think he relies so much, though, on the service that's provided, because when he did pop in the hat-trick against St Mirren, you know, all of his goals were no more than eight yards from the goal line, all within, you know, touching distance of this between the six yard line and the penalty spot. So if you supply him with the service, then he will score. But it's 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 Gio's job now to weigh up are we going to be, be able to provide a Kemar roof type centre forward with that service for the game in Seville? Or do we have other options to get the ball in the box? So that's what the quandary he's got 
to settle. He's got to come up with a solution for all that. I, I don't think Kemar Roof coming back from injury would, would be, uh, be enough for him to change it. That's what Kemar Roof said. Kemar Roof is he's a poacher, he's a finisher, he's he's the best finisher we have at the club. And that's why I think it's if, if even if he doesn't play on Saturday, if we can get him on the bench, then I hope we don't need it. But if we're chasing a goal um, and we're putting all the pressure on um, Frankfurt, sorry, I, need, I forgot who we were playing there. <laughs> I nearly said Seville. Um, but it doesn't matter for me, we playing. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter, the other team. Um, like if we're putting all the pressure on the Dafties, then you know, the, you want your best finisher of the club there um, to hopefully soak it up and get something. So I think um, potentially controversial for the three years, but came out roof on the bench. Um, it's probably who, who'd have thought it in January if we said, no, we're going to be in a European final and we're going to tout Scott Wright to start ahead of came out roof. But that's, that's football, isn't it? Carted off to the funny fan for that stuff. Yeah, that'll get you locked up. <laughs> so, in that note, gents, I think that's a good, as good a time as any. Um, just before we go, a wee bit of, a wee bit of heads up um, to next week. Um, we're hoping to give you a wee bit more coverage than what we usually do. What that looks like or who will be doing it, I don't quite know yet. We've got a few ideas, listeners, so... Keep an eye on YouTube, Spotify, Acast, the usual place. There might be a wee bit more shorter um, shorter coverage that you're getting, but a wee bit more frequent, hopefully. Um, I don't know, we'll, we'll tend to wing it in true gallant view fashion. But all I have to do is, as always, thanks my two guests for this evening. As always, gents, I'm going to ask you to say your goodbyes and give me a prediction for this Saturday and uh, <laughs> pretty much nothing game against Hearts. So, Craig Campbell, um, as always, mate, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Colin. Um, as much as I couldn't care less what the score is um, this weekend, um, I'm going to go for 2-0 Rangers. Um, and again, I need to reiterate, I do not care what the score is this weekend. Um, probably the, the first and last time I'll ever say that about a Rangers game, but I, um, as long as we're fighting for, for next week, I don't care. Amen to that. And of course, the magnificent Davy Park. Thanks for coming on, mate. Smashing con. Again, as Craig's just said, I don't think uh, the result on Saturday matters one iota. What's more important is that uh, Gio gets to uh, try things out, whatever he's uh, got in mind for Wednesday. It's seen that there's nothing in it for Hearts, there's nothing in it for us. I hope, really hope the game is played in that spirit. And We'll get Lowry back on another 90 minutes first team game, you know, a kind of hostile environment. I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be that hostile because there's nothing at stake, but it's uh, it's, it's first team football and he'll, he'll be up against, uh, up against one of his teammates, if, if nothing else. Uh, but I, that's all I, I'm looking for Saturday. Everything is, is all about Wednesday. Saturday matters not a jot. It's a 90 minutes, get let run, get the ball out there, let's get it over with and uh, get on to the main event. Oh, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, boys. Let's just get through Saturday. Fast forward to Wednesday, but I'll give a prediction. Um, a turgid 2-1 victory. Um, an Alex for a red double. Um, we'll go for that. That'll, that'll be what my coupon says, but um, aye, my heart will be elsewhere. My, my heart will be Viva España. Um, as always, thank you all for listening. Take care. Safe travels next week. Go have a fucking ball. And until then, we are the people.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.